It is now time once again for the ITBP Presents Off the Cuff, Big O, Big L, Crush, who is on a hiatus tonight. He's cooking beef patties or something, whatever Guyanese Jamaican I will not, do when, I will they're, not disrespect when they're, when they're away folks. from when they're away from the office. I don't know. Yes, indeed, man. We want to thank you guys for all of your attention, your time, your patience, and most importantly, your money, helping us to keep the lights on and continue to promote and push strong, independent black media. So mm-hmm. thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So, L, what you got on your mind, man? Man, you- first, we haven't done this in a while, an actual... He gets nervous when he throws the, the mic to me first. It's just hilarious. Yes, yes that is uh, that is actually true. You should not get nervous. <laughs> but nice. really want to talk, man, and, and do a pies check-in. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Uh, curious, man, because we haven't done one. And the you know all of the folks who have followed us have been asking. And we've been like, fuck y'all and not doing it. Uh, which is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been saying such things. Maybe you've been saying that, but I haven't been saying that shit. <laughs> so let's let's start. How about you go first? Let's let's go ahead and kick it off. Mm. Physically, I am getting old, and I'm reminded of that shit every single damn day. Intellectually, I am not being challenged right now, uh, but emotionally, I am. I am being challenged. My current job right now has got me at my wit's end. Uh, I thought that I had been pushed to the brink of uh, stress and my wit's end at my previous job, given the type of personnel that I had to deal with on a regular basis. And yeah, where I'm at now, they've, they've they've got those folks beat. They've got those folks beat. Um, spiritually, me and God still working some things out. Mm. We're having conversations that uh, we haven't really come to agreements on. And I'm still, I mean, we're still talking. But, you know, sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like I need a vacation from him. And the Lord knows what he thinks about having a vacation for me so this this stressful ass motherfucker with all of his questions and issues but yeah so that's where i'm at right now what's up with you man oh man pies checking let's do physically man uh went to the doctors earlier this week uh yes ladies and gentlemen black men do go to the doctors without without being told by their wives and their partners yeah yeah i have a regular (laughs) scheduled checkup where i go and everything is good man uh the blood work was phenomenal. Cholesterol still good. Uh, you know, about to take me off of this pre-diabetes medication that he had me on. He was Fantastic, like, hey, you know, my guy. Yo, let me tell you, when he, I went to the doctors and he mentioned diabetes, I was like, "Time out, doc. What do I have to do 
in order for that not to be the reality. So we can talk about everything else in a moment. But that right there, dog, no. He was like, if you cut this, this, done. Not doing it. I said, because what you won't have me being is that guy who, oh, no, I just, that's not a life that I want to live. So, and I, straight empathy to folks who battle diabetes because it is not something that is as simple as cutting out sugar, right? Because I think that's the simplistic nature of it. Yeah, that's the uneducated that part of it. Yeah, we, we really do this this weird you know, thing when it comes to our health, particularly in the black community, that we can just say, like, if you stop, right, <laughs> you won't have these things. It's like, well, this is a little bit more intricate than that. So, but great, great bill of health, man. Uh, great. Uh, intellectually, school is about to start back up here on Monday. My last two classes before I graduate with my bachelor's. And I am then going to get oh, my master's in marriage and family therapy. I just not have selected a school. Just hold, 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 real quick before you continue. I want to make sure to say, and I know you're going to take full advantage of it because this is being recorded. I want to say, I love you and I'm proud of you, man. That is, that is a milestone and a huge ass step. And there's many of us that start that journey. They don't get a chance to finish for one reason or the other. I am so proud of you, man. Congrats. No, man, I appreciate it, man. I yeah. made a commitment years ago, man, that one day I wanted to have my own practice where I was helping predominantly black folks in low, poor working class communities navigate marital and relational and family issues. So in two, three more years, I'll be doing that, uh, God willing. Uh, emotionally, I'm a fucking mess. Uh, just life is feel like kicking me in the nuts daily, right? I mean, just flat out full <laughs> drop kick to the naked genital area. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <just> straight raw, <laughs> no, raw, no cup. Like, <laughs> like fucking life. I don't know what you, what you, what I did to you. Who I need to apologize for? Yeah, but slow up a little bit. Let me <laughs> let me breathe a little bit. And spiritually, man, I, I I don't know. I I I don't know where I am. I, I interesting, man. This the old church folks would call it a wilderness experience, right? They always mm. would call the moments where there's a level of uncertainty and difficulty a wilderness moment. Reminiscence of Jesus is forty days in the wilderness, right? But I. <laughs> The wilderness is not comfortable, bro. It's not a, it's not a cool place, bro, because we're conditioned for certainty. We're conditioned for answers and to clarity and all those things. And particularly within the Christian faith, right, you, you are conditioned to know that you know that you know, as the old church folks would say. And when you get to that place in life where you don't fucking quite know, they're <laughs> That shit can be kind of heavy. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad we got a chance to do a pies check-in, man. When Crush comes back, I, I know <laughs> the last episode, he mentioned a pies check-in and yeah, we kind of skipped over him like he was talking about hip-hop. So I, I just want to make sure that... Uh, <laughs> Make sure that we 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 acknowledge my brother when he comes back, man. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to make sure to do that. Make sure. yeah. I'm gonna ask you a quick question, man. Given what you just said about religion, man, 
do you think that God wants blind loyalty? And this is what I mean. We are told that God just wants our unwilling, unfettered obedience to listen to him, follow him, do what he says. Mm. But in the same token, God knows the, the creations that he has. He knows that we're going to have questions. He knows that we're going to challenge. He knows that we're going to push back. So how can he expect blind loyalty, but know that he's created a creature that is not is not as easily malleable as the Bible would say that we should be, or as some theologians and spiritual Somewhere. folks would say, yeah. we should yeah. say we should be? Well, let me say this, man. I... Just quick history. Like, I always say that I was a drug baby. Like, when I came and lived with my aunt, she was a, her and her husband were church planter supporters. So, wherever someone was going to plant a church, our family would go and be the family that ultimately supported them. So, we went all over the place within Pennsylvania helping do all that. So, my early connection to the faith is church, not faith in, in Christ, but it's faith in church. And I think there's a distinction that has to be often very, very illuminated, right? And Because I yes, think a sir. lot of people have yes, a, a deeper relationship with the church than they do with Christ. And I think that's a conversation that people should have with themselves or at Elgin Bailey on Twitter. We can talk about it. Right. But so my early and then my early introduction to Christianity was via a sermon about hell. So it was went from a connection to relationship to church. And then the way to make sure that my soul was saved was to accept this relationship with Jesus. So it wasn't until many years later where I actually developed a understanding or what I believe to be a relationship with Jesus. Uh, and all through the indoctrination, all through the conditioning of various denominations of believing one thing and believing another, you know, Pentecostals want you to believe this and Kojic that and all this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All these different things that are confusing to people on the outside who are not a part of those things. So fast forward to where I am currently. I have no answers to anything anymore, right? I have more questions than answers and one of the things that I have grown comfortable in is not having the answers mm, and being mm. able to ask the questions. Phenomenal book by this guy named Pete Ennis, E-N-N-I-S, and it's called The Sin of Certainty, right? And throughout this book, he goes on and he talks about how throughout the faith, we have been conditioned to be certain of everything. And how that certainty often robs us of an authentic relationship with anything, right? It robs us of authentic relationship with each other when we're so certain about everything that our partners and our children can do. There's no mystery anymore. There's no new knowledge. There's nothing new to acquire or to gather. And he was like, apply that to God. And I was blown away, literally blown, because I was always taught to know the verse, know the chapter, all those things. Yes, sir. So now more questions and answers. And I don't like, even if you mentioned 
do I think God knows all that we're going to do as if there's this, this blueprint that God has that maps out every step. I don't know that. I used to believe that. I don't think I believe that nearly as much anymore, mm, mm, that there's mm, this mm. blueprint that God has, that he knows mm, mm. all the things I'm going to do before I do it. I do it, yeah. yeah, yeah I struggle yeah. with that, right? I struggle yeah, with that. Yeah. Me, yeah. personally, struggle with that as someone who is a community organizer who works with the homeless, who works with the drug addicted. Most of these people are some of the most, most spiritual people that you'll see, but the yeah. depths of their suffering doesn't seem to align with that whole premise. Doesn't and seem I, to. So I struggle. I I, listen, I, I know it. people get sick of me bringing it, but I, I, I 400 it. years black folks have been back. No, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. And I think part of the Part of the complication that I face is the fact that when you voice this around people that are quote unquote spiritually healthy, they 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 call into question your spirituality or call into question your relationship with God. When in the same token, one thing that I learned a long time ago is that even the Bible says that even all the fingers on your hands are not the same size. They're not meant to be that way. You start off crawling as a child before you walk, before you sure. can run. And in your journey, I'm not there. So I think, especially church people, we have, well, I won't say we, because it's been a while since I've been to church, but church people have a strong penchant for, yeah. for chastising people that are not on the same walk yeah. or in the yeah. same lane yeah. or whatever you want to call it, that they are with their spiritual journey. Like there shouldn't be a reason for you to question what's going on there is there's a strong portion of the black community that believes that the bible is the inerrant word of god as it is spoken in the bible that's the end of the story point blank period but there's so many things that we read that you'll be like okay i get it but is that applicable now does that make sense Mm -hmm. was that a human error how did that work like all of these questions does the science line up and and right. some people, some spiritual folks would tell you that there's no, that's that's a totally different realm. You don't deal in that's, science. You deal specifically wow. in the faith, in the yeah. spirit. And if you're not dealing in that, then you're not correctly or properly mm. in tune with God. So, and I'm asking this question because the other, like I said, I, me and God, we've been having these conversations. What sure. is we've been trying to, and I hadn't spoken to him in a while. And the other day I just woke up and I said, you know what? Just for the fact, I lost a homie a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and he went to sleep. He didn't wake up. We talked mm-hmm. about David Arnold the other day on our mm-hmm. one on the show a couple of days ago, Damn, a weeks ago. Went to sleep, didn't wake up. So I woke up in the morning when I said, "Let me just say thank you. Let me just give thanks because I'm here sure. now. It's about me in the moment, right?" Sure. And there's, like I said, some people would say that that in and of itself is not enough that there's so much more that you need to be doing. Like, if this, this is such a deep-rooted conversation, such a yeah, robust yeah. conversation that needs to be had. And I think the biggest part, biggest part, I think, is also the point that you made earlier about people having a tie to the church before sure. they have a connection to Christ or to God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started my journey in my faith walking and i you you know i told you I almost went to theology sure. school like we were i was on a path 
but it was because there was a relationship and what was expected of me given the household and the sect of religion that we that I followed right our my mm-hmm. my sure, sure. CNS churches were is a mm-hmm. is a sect of church pentecostal church in mostly in west africa Ooh. and they are the voted boy would yeah, be the yeah, that's a gift. that's a that's a very <laughs> that's putting it mildly sometimes, mildly, my man. Sure, that's sure. putting it very mildly. So that relationship with the church, and then seeing the church sometimes as being flawed or filled with flawed people, and not attaching those flawed people to Christ or attaching those flawed people to Christ, like it's a whole big thing. Man. And a, I think that's a huge thing. I I. I despise is the fact that we don't have the conversations as a larger community within the community, right? I think I'm one of the ones who always believes black conversations should be within black circles, right? I don't think, you know, it should be conversations for everyone's ears. Uh, But I know as someone who lives, such as you, who lives and thrives and is in relationship with the community, this is not a conversation that you're welcome to have in black communities because there is something inherently taboo i was going to say sacred but i'm going to use taboo i think inherently taboo about questioning and challenging and saying how come why explain this and i think Mm -hmm. that has been one of the great failures of the black church is that they have not done a good enough job in exercising and discussing and cultivating an environment where the how We're come folks ask questions yeah can ask the questions yeah, i mean yeah, that they, yeah. they, they they've lost a number of people with that level of spiritual arrogance and then on the flip side mm. from the church i understand the logic behind not wanting to have that conversations because it's already it's difficult, difficult enough it's a difficult it's conversation a difficult, it's a difficult and it's conversation. not a whole lot of pastors are seminarians who have the knowledge and the ability to do it. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, folks who accepted the call and can read a scripture and charismatic and who are leading churches. So it's a danger to skill set, my guy. That's a whole different skill set. If you start having these conversations, people might leave. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a Mm -hmm. real reality that they come to say, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. I can't participate in that. But I think if we're going to use the Jesus model, I believe that's something that Jesus would do. Jesus would have the conversations. Mm-hmm. He would entertain the conversations. He would. He may ask y'all motherfuckers in parables, but he would have the conversations nonetheless. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, and I think that's a failure, a huge failure. And it. you as someone who, and I as someone who questions and asks the provocative questions often. Man, motherfuckers mm-hmm. hate to see me coming to yeah, any spiritual yeah. setting. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, no, here this man. Yeah. He don't believe in Jesus anyway. Yeah, yeah like, he whoa, don't. Whoa, <laughs> that's whoa, the first thing. Jesus. That's the first thing you. That's the first thing you hear. First thing you hear, my guy. And it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. <sighs> so, All right, well, let's transition, man, because. Yeah, man. There's, there's, go, a go, couple, go there's a couple of topics that I wanted us to address that, that just kind of flooded the fucking timeline man and one of them is you live dangerously so please be careful man i don't know if i'm in the mood for some of your shit listen i'm gonna be good man listen i really want to have a conversation about this because i think we spent a lot of time the past couple of episodes talking about 
the criminal punishment system, man, and the, all yeah. of the flaws of it. And the yeah. past couple of days, there have been some mind-blowing stories that highlight what we've been talking about. This one particular story, man, is this young woman named Piper Lewis. Piper Lewis. Yeah. Piper Lewis is a victim, a young black woman who was the victim of sex trafficking. She was kidnapped at knife point. She was sold and forced to, she was raped, right? So when I say forced, that's what I mean, folks. She was forced to engage in sexual acts with this gentleman via knife point, right? So he rapes her repeatedly during the day. They fall asleep. She wakes up, sees the knife there, picks up the knife, stabs her rapist, okay? The man who has been brutally raping her at knife point, she stabs him to death. In my mind, immediately, this should be a fucking parade. Immediately. Mm. Like, mm. The fact that you had the courage to do something along those lines, I think you should be. But that's not what the officers and the prosecutor and the judge believed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The prosecutor and the police officers all agree that she was the victim of sex trafficking and she was a victim of being raped repeatedly. Sexual no assault, question. yes, sir. No mm -hmm. question. There's no denying that. They all agree with that. But here's where things get really fucking weird. They don't believe, particularly the prosecutor who decided to go forth with the charges, didn't believe that young Miss Lewis had to kill her rapist. The argument that he makes is that she went too far. Yeah, so she goes yeah. to trial. She goes to trial. She ends up having to plead down to something that we don't even really want to fucking talk about because there should be nothing to plead to be down for. on. Yep. Because in all actuality, ladies and gentlemen, the prosecutor has the ability not to charge yes. Ms. Lewis. Yep. He doesn't have to. He decides to do that. But she goes to jail and she accepts this lesser charge. And this is where it gets even fucking worse. The judge orders her to pay restitution to the rapist's family in the amount part. of $150,000. That part I did not see. I did not see that part of the conversation. Wow. And here's what the wow, judge said. The judge wow, was wow, like, wow. the judge was like, it wasn't the judge who put that amount in, to be clear. He didn't put that. That's on the, the books, the law in Iowa. It's some weird law that he was in his position, he was saying he was just following the rules and the letter of the law. But I'm here tonight, along with my brother, to say that's absolute utter bullshit. Because the judge, much like the prosecutor, had the ability to set a new president, precedent and say no. 
No, she has suffered enough. Uh, oh, help me, man! I, 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 bruh. I can, dude. I can't even make full sense of this. Not let's let's not also forget she's. It's not like she was a she's a young woman. She was a teenager. She wasn't. She, was teenager. she just turned seventeen, I believe. So she was still a minor during this whole thing. So I want to make sure that that's one very clear. seventeen years a old, young black girl that this happened to. The, the way the law works is that they, in many instances, is that they say whether a rational human being would make the same decisions. And the argument that's being presented is that a rational human being would not have killed their, killed their rapist after the fact, but would have simply attempted to try and escape or whatever the case is. So that's the argument that the prosecution is leaning on to cause her to 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 bring up these charges. Which for me, like you said, you're under duress. You're there in that home under duress. You cannot guarantee, at least in my thinking, guarantee that you'd be able to escape. No. He's a 37-year-old grown man. Grown-ass man. Yes, who sir. has accepted you via sex trafficking via knife point who now is using a knife to coerce you and to rape you i don't understand the, i can't i i i don't understand the logic of the, the prosecutors deep, yeah. to the even try somehow explain how you can use the so-called law this young girl 17 years old, victim of sex trafficking, had the courage, bruh, listen, the courage after experiencing great harm and knowing that when she wakes up in the morning, what? More harm awaits her. <laughs> and Dude. she was already, she was already a, a foster care kid. Already a foster care kid who right? had foster care. Yep, she ran away from her foster care because that. of the abuse, alleged abuse from her behalf of her foster mother. So she, and, and we know that's, you know, happens so often in the foster care system, but she's coming from one space, one horrible space. She had nowhere to where she going to run to. This apparently isn't, this isn't new though. No. This is a new. This is something that seems to happen more often. There's a similar similar law or similar charges on the books for a teen named Crystal Kaiser that mm -hmm. happened in so Wisconsin, yeah. charged with murder after killing her accused rapist. Yeah. Something very very similar. Picked up by a 33 year old man, was being held at gunpoint, was being raped repeatedly after several days and being have been kidnapped. And I forget the young lady's name, and I, I please forgive me, but there's a young lady that this happened, what, three or four years ago that the same thing happened? It wasn't Crystal Kaiser. There's another young girl that was kidnapped, and her name was all over the news. I think she was like 14 or 15 when she was picked up, was being raped for a couple of, a year or two, and then one night shot the shot the rapist or uh, her attacker while he was in his, in his sleep. Matter of fact, we can, go to, we can go to Marissa Alexander. What Marissa Alexander was that down in Florida? And oh, what she do? Mm -hmm. She shot the gun in mm -hmm. the air. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's I, something as insidious about. It. Listen, we we know that 
the law will not let black people kill white people unhinged. Like you, you can't, right? This, this is not some shit that you're going to be allowed to do, even if you are the victim. And the prosecutor had the audacity to say that Mrs. Lewis was not a victim, right? That she wasn't a victim because she's failed to take responsibility for leaving the rapist children without a father. Like this, bruh. Excuse me? Prosecutor took issue with Lewis calling herself a victim and said she failed to take responsibility for stabbing Brooks and leaving his kids without a father. Yeah. These types of incidences royal my stomach up. And this is not, it's not just in instances like, like this one. If you don't forget, it was, uh, what's old boy's name that, um, that, that shot the people at the Emanuel church. Dylan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dylan Roof. Can't remember. Yeah. Old so Dylan. When, when, when Dylan Ruth was going for their, for the first portion of his, not even for his trial, but the arraignment, they brought in some of the family members of the victims to speak their peace. And one of the things that the judge said to the family members was for us to also pray for Dylan and his family because his family is losing a son. As though it, you're completely oblivious to the fact that this young man walked into a church, sat with people for over an hour and decided to kill nine people in a church. In a church. How, so how bad does it need to get before we ever just put full onus and blame? He didn't even need to mention this kid's family. Is it a sad? No, it was, is it a sad it was, issue? Yes, yeah, it's, it's sad that their son is going going away to jail. Like, I mean, anyone getting locked up, I can understand that. Like on the surface level, but in that instance, that's what you chose to say. Like, that's what you wanted to bring to these people. Well, you know, the fucked up part about it is that if that was a black family, they would have denigrated that family and said that they should have done a better job of yeah, raising Dante. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you had to raise Dante better, he would not have done XYZ. But yep. instead, they get love and grace and mercy, mm -hmm. and we get death and violence. Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers is, mm -hmm. is off the chain, man. Mm -hmm. Like, this shit is so insidious, man. It is. It is. And the worst, I won't say the worst part, because there's so many elements to this that are just, just as fucking heinous. But one of the worst elements of it is the fact that there's no recompense no so long as we have black people here that are mistreated in this country i don't think we'll ever see any any full sentence where they're where we're looked at in our truest humanity right one of the ones that comes to mind was i forget and I'm sorry, there's just so many stories. Unfortunately, and that's the sad part. I think back in 20, 2013, 2014, there was a young, there was a grandma that came in. There was a SWAT team that burst into this woman's yep. home to come and grab yep. and they sh And they shot their eight-year-old daughter in the head. Yep. And during the trial, the prosecution said that 
she was crying. It was like crocodile tears. Basically, it was fake tears. And this grandma is falling apart on the on the stand. Like I never did anything. Like I can't. Like she's pouring out this emotional trauma. How she can't sleep at night. She sees her granddaughter's face and her voice screaming. All of these things. And then the prosecution was like, "Yeah, that's just it's just it's just crocodile it's just, tears." Crocodile tears. We don't care about that. That's not that's yeah. not important. All in the name to save this police officer from having to pay full restitution for murdering unwantingly, unnecessarily shooting oh, a true. child in her sleep. So Miss Lewis, young Miss Lewis, of course doesn't have $150,000 for restitution. So a GoFundMe was put in her name. Yeah. Which is in itself another fucking tragedy, right? Yeah, that people across the country and across the world have come together to raise this money, raise it in less to than pay the hours to pay to pay the home. rapist family. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, that's a bitch, man. That's about a bitch. Yeah. Oh, my guy. Like, yeah, well, and, and again, why is, that, I, why is that what you want to bring to my heart tonight? Oh, man? bro, I told, listen, you, already, I, I told I, you already got these spiritual questions going I mean, on. You're I, just I, fucking I, with me listen, tonight. It ain't God nothing damn. but bad news. I mean, I, I I don't have no good ones tonight, bro. I mean, shit. <laughs> God damn. But you know what? There, there is a question that I did want to discuss, and I was wish hoping Crush was here because I, I'm plagued by this conversation, and I think this is a good way to probably wrap up this off the cuff with this conversation, because I think it's thought-provoking. This past week, another young brother within the hip-hop culture was murdered. PNB, mm. PNB Rock. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. From originally from Philly, did some, had a couple of hits, you know, throughout the, out in LA, uh, ends up getting murdered. We've noticed, we've seen what seems to be, I don't even want to say an uptick. I'll say a level of consistency, unfortunately, of young black male rappers being killed via gun violence. Mm. Right, I think that I think this it is a number of things within Nipsey, that, that, Young Dolph, PMB Rock. I know uh, that some folks. It's been a few, couple. It's, yeah. it's been so many, and it's all yeah. either via it's with gun violence, and in many cases directly connected to gang violence. Mm. Right? How do we? How do we as a people begin to have a? A continuous conversation. I think the conversation has been happening about the violence that is connected and spilling off of records, off wax, right, mm-hmm. into the streets. What what can we do? What because because I, I think it needs to be talked about, man. I don't see what I saw up and down my timeline was madness. It was either ridiculing what in what extent the, it was ridiculing because what happened with. PNB Rock is that while he was out at this particular restaurant, his girlfriend was posting up pictures and things of them at this particular restaurant. So immediately, because people are ignorant and stupid as shit, mm. went to blaming her as the cause of her putting it on social media. So it was yeah, a yeah. ton of vitriol aimed at her unfairly, right? Um, 
but I think that part, man, is is I'm dumbfounded. I, I'm I'm really baffled because I'm tired of seeing every time I turn around more and more, and it's not like black men specifically, but not exclusively, are not being murdered and killed in the street anyway. Right, right. right? right. I, I, just, I don't want to make make sure. I don't want to even. I don't want to elevate these folks higher. I'm not doing that. But I think it's something to be discussed that is directly connected to hip hop, particularly with this new air level of drill music, this new level of uh, intensified trap music. I don't, uh, I don't even know necessarily. I don't know how this, Maybe may, you you might have a point that it might. And be I, I may not. Music. I may. I may. No, no, no. Not. I mean, yeah. always up for always up for yeah. a debate. Always up for to have that conversation. But I think the music might be a part of it, but also. Hip hop rap has always been flashy, has always been flamboyant, right? Agreed. The big chains, the big fancy cars, that whole thing. But don't forget, back in the day, it took a lot more for you to see that of these rappers. There wasn't social media. There wasn't these, you weren't able to geotag your location, like if you go to the mall or whatever the case is. You get what I'm saying? Versus now, we see it all the time. One of the debates that was being had about the girl posting where they were at. People forget, or at least it was brought to my attention. Old boy was live streaming before, maybe thirty minutes or so beforehand, and people knew where he was. He was going to be at anyway. Yeah, like all in the, all in the instance or in the guise of trying to show off and be flashy and build your social media cred and all of these other things that come with being a young black, quote unquote, celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what it means yeah. and what it takes to be a young black celebrity. Everyone's always trying to push their brand. Part of your brand means being out in the streets with the people. Hey, I'm I'm from the streets. I'm in the streets. You guys see me. I'm not holding back. I'm still going to wear my chain. I'm still going to do all X, Y, and Z. And social media, to, in my in, for me, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that the music is the crux of all of it. I think social media is the biggest culprit in this because there's an yeah, image yeah. that a lot of us have to uphold. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree. I don't, as someone who would have or would to a degree now consider them a hip hop head, mm. uh, like who still you can catch me blasting old NWA niggas for life. Yeah, isn't right. And I say niggas for life specifically because that was probably one of the most violent, <laughs> one of the most <laughs> egregious songs you can play at the bro. Listen, that whole album. I mean, yes, indeed. Yes, uh, indeed. she swallowed it all the way down, bro. Listen, that album in and of itself is is <laughs> all of the things, right? So, as someone who still considers even though I can't stand him politically and hate his politics, still considers Jay-Z to be the greatest rapper of all time, right? There's still that contradiction that even someone who does organizing for black people still have to navigate, right? Because I'm in the street saying, hey, stop the violence, but then you catch me banging <laughs> Betty the Butcher in my ear. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I mean, that's just the contradiction that I have. I, I, we all have them. But so I mentioned all that to say, I don't I don't think it's the music, right? 
I don't think it's the music exclusively. Let me let me do that. I don't want because I don't want to take music completely off the table because I, I do it. believe that it has to. It plays a level of plays a factor, particularly when you connect it with the social media aspect. That so many of these young brothers and sisters are doing whatever they can to make sure that people see that what they're rapping is a level of authenticity there. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a level of authenticity that they have to strive for now that they didn't have to strive for when it was no Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Right. Because you can be a, a, a <laughs> you know, a f- f- wankster back in the day and no one would ever know that you were because right. there wasn't live streaming. Now, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, come yeah. up and you're rapping about the block, if you don't actually have some cred and a name on the block. Well, let's not even forget Nipsey had cred. Nipsey had real cred. Nipsey was loved in the community, loved in the streets, and he he was still taken away. So all because of someone on I don't even know how to I even put that. Someone on the come up, I don't dude, I don't know. I don't even know how to I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, I don't know how to describe it either, man. But, but so, we're in a tough we're in a tough place, my guy. And I'm, I'm scared place. to death, man. I'm scared you to you death imagine, for these young All jokes aside, could you imagine could you imagine um Slick Rick in like at his height, rocking his chains the way like Slick Rick literally walked around with twenty chains no, on big no. chains on in the whole nine. No, geotagging that he's at the Popeyes down the street. Like I can't see, I can't see that now. Like that would yeah. that would have never been the. And case. I think there's a, a level of because it's a catch twenty two for these young cats, so right? Because we want to tell them, yo, don't geotag your stuff. Yep. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is if you don't geotag your stuff, it's yeah, not with your brand. It's messing with your brand. And some they're making so much more money away from the actual As music. influencers and all that other stuff that they got to. Yeah. You I'm, right. I'm adding that to a list, a list of things that I will never let my kids be. And being a rapper is now on the list. Like this is the number one on the list. Dude. No. Yeah, no bullshit, man. Man, you've, been, no, you've, you've really made this whole joke too. Why, why'd you make why'd you make tonight's joke so sour, man? God, that's not, man. I, mean, I don't have any good news either. Uh, you know what? Ma- I'm on this you side know, of the we, dirt. Oh, hey, here we go. He's going to close we, it out with a, a joke about his son with... somewhere. <laughs> nah, <laughs> we're going to close it out. <laughs> Speaking of social media, oh, you know God. that I, I, I don't post on TikTok. I have a TikTok account. I look at videos, but apparently there is a huge trend on TikTok right now. I'm scared to ask. The the trend is is called perennial tanning. Do you know what that is? <sighs> That's some white people. I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you to stop. Hear what I said. It's called perennial tanning, and I want you to think perennial. about perennial. Tanning. You you have perennium. a wife and you have a you have several kids. You should have heard that term perennium at least once or twice. I have not. Life. I've never okay. heard that word perennium. The, per, the perennium. The perennium is essentially your taint. Your what? Your taint. So between your, your balls and your at, nigga, this uh, that's hold on. Balls, You're talking about the gooch. <laughs> If you'd have said the gooch, bro, I don't know what you was talking about. I mean, listen, if you'd have said the gooch, I'm like, oh, yeah, bro, I know the gooch, bro. <laughs> you trying to pull me out tonight, nigga? Shut up. No, so 
Yes, the gooch, whatever you want to fucking call it. Sit a spot between your, your balls and your asshole, right? So and it's called what? The perennium? Perennium? The perennium? Yes, yes, the perennium. Oh, man. I'm going to tell somebody there's... tomorrow to kiss my perennium. No, that's, <laughs> they ain't going to They're going to be scrambling to Google. And they're going to come back. Oh, you said kiss my face. Oh, no. Listen, you old perennial <laughs> breast smelling ass motherfucker. You. <laughs> you a wicked motherfucker, boy. Anyway, wow. man. I learned so a new word. Go ahead. Yes, you did, man. So, anyway, there's been this new craze right now going across TikTok of perennial tanning, where folks are basically saying that you know, I don't want to have this conversation. They, they are they are tanning and sunbathing their bare asshole to get vitamin D, amongst other things that they say that this type of thing. Ladies, there's other to. ways of getting vitamin D. <laughs> there's other ways that you can get vitamin D. You don't have to tan. I, mean, I, I prefer mine untanned, naturally tanned, if you get what I mean. <laughs> this motherfucker. White people be off the chain, Listen, listen, my guy. Listen, my guy. Like, if you literally Google, no, I'm not doing it. No, search, no. I'm just saying, just in case nope. you're bored, you nope. search Never in TikTok, butthole tanning. There are thousands, <sighs> and when I say thousands, I'm not understating it. Thousands. And these are white people, all right? Please tell me this is white people, right? There, there were people of color, but they were not black. Okay, I will say that. There were thousands of videos of people literally with their butthole to the sky talking about the benefits of tanning their perennium. And it's on some new age sun gives you vibrations slash elevates your hematoma. Man, don't give you nothing but cancer. If y'all don't get that, nigga, that and that's, what, that's, that's what's getting me. My man, I, one of the videos, like, out of the thousands of videos, right, there was one video that had, like, 74 likes, which kind of blew my mind, right? But it was of a dermatologist. And the dermatologist was like, no, nigga, stop doing that shit. It's the, he said, it's go, it's, he said, one, it's anti-science, right? Because man has has evolved to the point that we are walking upright. There's no reason for you to be putting your butthole to the sky for the sun to get it. And he said that those sensitive places are the last place that the sun should be hitting. Because if you get skin cancer there, which it will, you can easily get there because it's so sensitive. Because it's so sensitive. Said, there's then, nothing said, then I have. You. He said, then I have to go in there and cut stuff up. And stick a needle in right, all okay, the reconstruction. Okay. So I'm like, so I'm thinking to myself, people, my guy. And I'm telling, and some of these people, they're like, like they are literally not just gung-ho about it, right? But they've got thousands of people that follow and like and they agree with Man, Let me tell like, you, hold on. Did you hear the, did you see the one on TikTok where the women were taking their vagina juice? And rubbing it and using it as a pheromone. <laughs> Listen, bro. I, I wish I could remember the name of it. Oh my God. But you, you talk about serious. going. No, stop. I, I, I lied to you not. Listen, I what? I went down. Listen, it's this thing that women who believe that 
if they took some of their vagina juice and used it as a type of perfume, that it would act as a pheromone and draw a man to them or a sexual partner. I lied to you not. Listen, it the rabbit hole for this. That can't be real. That can't be real, man. And again, another, this time it was a black woman who was a doctor came and said, this has got to be some of the most stupidest shit that I've ever heard before in my life. This is some of the most dirty, nasty shit that I've ever seen before in my life. Do, listen, ladies, do not do this. You are taking bacteria from one place that can be addressed to a place that cannot be addressed. You're going to have some man sniffing your bacteria ass neck. And you think that that's sexy. So we got white people out here tanning their assholes and all, other all for vitamin D. All for vitamin D that they can get for free. I mean, you can get it anywhere. Literally, you can, they're handing it out, guys. Just, I mean, it's everywhere. <laughs> just, just put it out there for a second. Just, it's everywhere. I mean, I don't know. I don't, you know. Yeah, it's a and mountain on, climber for every mountain. I mean, you can you, you know, oh, and, and, and on that note, we want to thank you guys for checking out another ITPP Presents you Off the Cuff. We'll catch you in the next one. Sick, nasty-ass people. <laughs> This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. Hands <laughs> down, one of the best this podcasts is. I ever heard, though. I don't know y'all. Bro, what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen, In The Black Podcast, and your lad, it's all facts. You don't like that, the fall back. In The Black Podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, you're all whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them are excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said them a cheat, who no do it so effortless. I listen them I learn, when them listen them I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house and your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with Melody power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast they fall down pull up and watch black up here chat me young in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that before in the black podcast we all lost the one of them can't none of them can't trust it's like that this is